0: listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love.
1: This is the Rainmaking Podcast, and my name is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me on the show. This is episode 157, and we've got a really interesting episode that's going to help you in a tactical way if you're a leader of business development teams. Our topic title is, What Business Development Team Leaders Need to Know about maximizing performance. And our special guest is Anna Rappaport. I've seen Anna speak at conferences before, and she's fantastic. She delivers really good ideas that can help people, especially those in professional services with boosting performance in the area of client development in other areas. Now, Anna is a former lawyer with 23 years experience coaching attorneys and 11 years of experience mentoring and training other coaches. Now, the program that we're talking about today, I think, is innovative. It has some concrete tactical ways that you can get better performance from your team. So if you're someone that manages even a small team of two or three people, this particular show is going to help you. As always, this podcast is sponsored by Leopard Solutions' legal intelligence suite of products, Firmscape and Leopard BI. Push ahead of the pack with the power of Leopard. And now here's our show with Anna Rappaport. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Scott Love with the Rainmaking Podcast. We've got a repeat guest, a close friend, Anna Rappaport with us today. And our topic is what business development team leaders need to know about maximizing performance. Anna, thanks for joining me on the show again.
0: My pleasure. It's great to see you again.
1: Yeah. And so I think you've got an interesting perspective in your work in consulting with professionals. And we're going to talk about a new tool that can help those that are running business development teams, those rainmakers that are responsible for rainmaking team, what they can do to get more results out of their colleagues. And so tell us a little bit about this this program, this tool that you have.
0: Yeah. So it's called the six working geniuses, and it's a new tool from Pat Lencioni, who wrote the five dysfunctions of a team. And it's basically 20% personality assessment and 80% productivity tool. Okay. So yeah, there's really two things I particularly like about it. So the first is that it focuses on what you enjoy right? What gives you energy, which is so important, especially for lawyers when it comes to business development. Right, right, We all know how easy it is to put things off. You have so much work coming at you. Making the time for something is hard. Making time for something that you don't enjoy is really hard,
1: right? right, right. So
0: finding ways to, to design your business development such that it is aligned with you know, what your strengths are is great. And this is a tool that helps people sort that out for themselves and also for their teams. The second thing I really like about this tool is that it's really simple, right? I mean, you went ahead and I asked you to take the tool that take the assessment. It only takes a few minutes, but despite its simplicity, it has a lot of layers. And so it can bring a lot of clarity for people in terms of understanding why they're thriving in particular jobs, why their team is working or not working. Because people will often go, I mean, you see it, I'm sure, or you talk to people all the time who maybe have changed to a new firm and suddenly the dynamics are different. And that could be positive or negative, but people don't always have a good handle on what the dynamics are, not just in terms of how well their practice areas fit together, but in terms of how well they actually are able to
1: collaborate. That's interesting. And and this is really interesting to me and I'll kind of put it in layman's terms. I feel like I'm getting the answers to the test. I feel like I'm getting insight into what really makes me tick as a business developer because I'm a business developer too, just like everybody else listening to the show. And if you do something that is aligned with the convergence of your interests, your skill and your passion, then I think that really gives you leverage and that you go so much farther rather than spending time on something that you're bad at, that you hate, and that makes you miserable. I think this is really good. So how would you describe these six different geniuses? What is it that managers and leaders can expect to see as they give this tool to their colleagues?
0: Yeah, so the way it works, the, the basic premise is that there are six different elements of any project and those correlate to the geniuses, okay. right? These sort of these strengths, skills, whatever you want to call them. So the first one is wonder, which is not something most of the time we think of as a genius, mm-hmm. but it's a really important element for any big, significant project, right? Why are we here? What are we doing this for? What does do our clients really want? Why have we been doing it in the way that we've been doing it? Does this even make sense? These sort of bigger picture questions. That's the the genius of wonder. The second thing is invention, right? So after we've asked these big questions, the next thing is, how do we address whatever problems have been identified? And that might be something like writing an article. It might be coming up with a new initiative. It can be all kinds of things, but it's creating something.
1: Okay, interesting. And that's a big part of building a brand as a rainmaker, right?
0: Absolutely. 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 And then the third one is discernment. And most lawyers are really good at discernment, right? That's such a big part of the job. But discernment is when you look at the thing that was invented and you say, okay, does this make sense? Is this the right time? You know, is this the best way to do this thing? Then the fourth one is galvanizing, right? So here you've identified an issue. You've, you've come up with a solution. You've sort of fine-tuned the solution to figure out whether it makes sense, the next thing is you get everybody on board with this new thing. Then once people are on board in concept, you actually need to get it moving, right? So the fifth one is enablement. So enablement sort of has bad rap <laughs> in certain circles, but really it's about helping, right? It's about doing what needs to be done to move something forward. And the final one is tenacity, which is about bringing things over the finish line you know, getting it up to standards and out the door. And so the idea here, and like with any model, right, you know, it has useful applications. It doesn't, you know, fit everything. But in general, the model here is that everybody has two geniuses, things that come naturally, that give them joy, two things that are competencies. So they may be very, very good at those areas, but they don't really give them joy. And if they do them too much, they get burned out. Okay. And then the last area is your frustration. So you might even be quite good at your areas of frustration, but you really don't like doing them. Mm. So the way this applies for when you're looking at a practice group or a, a group of lawyers who are collaborating together on business development is you can identify what everybody's geniuses are so that you can make the most of them. Most of the time, like when we think about geniuses, I mean, you know, whether you like their terminology or not, but when you think about geniuses, people usually think about things like inventing something, Right. right? That's something we all go, oh, that's a genius. Usually wonder is not something that we necessarily think to place value on. And yet If you are in a team and in that team, people are fantastic at tenacity, they get things done, they move stuff out the door, but there's really no one on that team who's asking these big picture questions. People may be doing a lot in business development, but they may not be doing the things that are relevant for reaching their target audience or for taking advantage of the new situation that's come up right? Like so much evolves over time, right? Like laws change or technology changes. There's so many things that happen and having someone who's asking the big questions really helps make sure that the focus of the overall business development for that team or that group makes sense.
1: Right, right. right. So let me ask you this then, let's say, and from your experience, what you've seen Here's somebody that's in a leadership role, and it might not necessarily be, I mean, it could be, I would assume, a BD staff person, like director of marketing, or it could be a practice group leader that says, we need to grow our business. We need to take action steps to help us identify how we can collaborate better and move the ball further. What would be some expectations that a leader would see in the team? What are the results? What are the outcomes that you think they would really achieve by using this assessment tool?
0: Well, one thing is that larger projects move forward, right? Mm-hmm. What tends to happen is people view business development as an individual game. Right. Not to say that, you know, okay, you go out, you have the client or the relationship, and then maybe you bring in other people for a pitch. So that's a typical way that people collaborate. But it's much less common for groups of lawyers to be genuinely collaborating in bigger picture. Uh, projects, right? We want to move into a new country, right? We want mm. to open an office there. That is a big project. That is a project that requires a lot, all of these different elements, right? And all of the different geniuses, right, right, need to be present. So for something like that, you're much more able to move it forward in a meaningful way and make sure you're not missing any key elements when you have people with the different geniuses involved.
1: I see. So I see.
0: let me explain how this works. Like oh, if, for you sure. ha- if you have a team. So if you have a team, we go in and do this assessment and then we have a team map. And what that team map shows is if there are any areas where there's a lot of people with that genius or areas where the genius is missing. So for example, if there's a lot of tenacity in a group, that group may sort of pull towards like, let's get into action fast. Right. And so being, when you look at the team map and you say, oh, okay, we need more emphasis on the front end in terms Mm -hmm. of the questions, or we, we don't really have anyone who's great at galvanizing. So who do we have Access to. And that could be a staff person, maybe there's a marketing person, maybe there's some lawyer in a different group who we might be able to bring in to support this project. So once you actually have people from all of these different geniuses represented, it's almost magical how well things move forward.
1: This is great. This is a fantastic tool. And I can see that let's say it's a coach with his team of players and he knows exactly who has a certain skill and at what part of the game to put them in because of that particular skill. That's exactly what this is. Is that an accurate assessment of that?
0: Absolutely. And it also, it really helps people value the geniuses that tend to be undervalued, right? So enablement, for example, sometimes people might think, well, you know, what's the big deal about that? But the enablers are the ones who hold the team together. I mean, regardless of what the person's title is, they are the ones who smooth things over, who help move things forward. If you happen to have a leader who has a strength, whose genius is enablement, it's you have a team that is usually running beautifully because people are, you know, everyone's on board. People are collaborative. I mean, I'm sure you talk to people all the time who are, you know, in law firms, and they feel like they just don't really feel like they have much collaboration. Yeah. They Right? You talk to people who are like, I want to be part of a team. And it's the enablers who really, really make the team happen. Mm-hmm. So like, that's one of those things that it tends to be undervalued. But once you actually see it in action, it makes all the difference. And so one thing that people do sometimes when they're having meetings, for example, is you would identify, like you put a little card up, or if you're doing it on Zoom, you can put it in your, you know, your name in Zoom and you put the initials for what your geniuses are. And when you do that, you see it in action. The people who are enablers speak up and say nice things to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> people who <laughs> volunteer to take actions. The people who have wonder are asking questions. The people who have discernment are asking like, well, why is it this way? How maybe we should, you know, they sort of looking at how to make fine tune things to make it better. So once you see it in action, you can really get a sense of how it all how it all works together in terms of moving things forward.
1: This is great. So tell me a story of an organization you worked with. You don't need to mention their name, of course, where you worked with them. They did the assessments and then here's the project and the execution. And then here's the result. What's kind of the arc of that transformation that you've seen firsthand, Anna?
0: Yeah. So I was working with a firm that they were having trouble kind of figuring out a strategic direction. right? And so we had everyone do the assessment and it became clear that when wonder was not present or actually that's not exactly fair the one person who had wonder as their genius felt really disconnected mm-hmm. from the rest of the team for reasons that had nothing to do with you know the business development per se and so by identifying this we were able to have everyone kind of understand that this is super important And they started structuring the meetings in such a way that they would identify, okay, this is a strategic planning meeting. And therefore, the person who's going to start off is going to be this person with wonder, right? Like we're going to have an emphasis on on that person's questions and just asking questions in general. So they started looking at their meetings and identifying, well, what kind of meeting is this, right? This is a strategic planning meeting. So they had a few that were designated in that category. And then once they had more of a plan moving, then the next thing was to say, okay, no, this is not a strategic planning meeting. The next is more of a, like, more tactical. How are we going to move forward with these bigger picture ideas that we've come up with? So because of being able to emphasize for people just these different elements, they were able to see, okay, that was missing. And so by then doing that, because they had been struggling for a few years with like, you know, we keep talking about it and then nothing's happening. And then they wanted to go straight to execution. So, you know, that's one example. Another example is I was working with a team and everyone was really clear on what the problems were, right? But they were having trouble really coming up with ideas that mm-hmm. would felt appropriate to solve those problems. So we had not just the team do the uh, working genius assessment, but we also had their all of their direct reports, right, in terms of staff and in terms of associates. And what we found was that there was one person in the marketing department and one person who was a senior associate who had the genius of invention. So they decided to really bring those people into some of these meetings that normally they wouldn't have been included in. Right. Yeah. And then really proactively invite their contribution. Because a lot of the time, someone, someone is there <laughs> who is going to have these geniuses and they just might not. Feel that they have the opportunity to speak up. You know, they just feel like it's not their place, it's not That's their right. role. And, you know, I just can't emphasize enough. I know you have a lot of coaches come on your podcast, right? but awareness, even it's a small thing, there was bringing this awareness to, you know, to the dynamics of the team just creates opportunities that
1: weren't there before. I can see that. I can see that because it does peel off that patina that covers up where people's strengths really are. And you just don't know that. And I like the fact that whoever the team leader is, they're pretty much an orchestra and they're able to get harmony by having people play to their strengths. So I really like this. I think this is an innovative tool. I think that it's great that you have this as another arrow in your quiver, so to speak, of what you can offer to firms. Let's say if a firm works with you on this, what are some of the pitfalls they should avoid as they go through this process in terms of having their team take the assessment talking with them about that and utilizing their team where they're most effective?
0: Yeah, so there's really two two or three pitfalls that that can come up. The first is people look at their their working frustrations and they say, "Oh, I really need to work on that." And that is not the point of this of this tool. <laughs> The point is, I mean, sure, we all have things we need to work on, right? But the point is to really focus on the things that are the strengths mm-hmm. and really lean into those. And the strengths isn't really, it's not quite the right word because it's not really, it's not an evaluation of what you're good at per se. It's really a ranking of what you enjoy, Right. So sometimes people also think, oh, I'm bad at this thing, which may or may not be true. That's a different question. So that's one potential pitfall. Related to that, sometimes you can look at people and think, well, wait a second. (laughs) You're in, you know, maybe you're in an admin support role. Shouldn't your geniuses be tenacity and enablement, for example? And if they're not, you know, a person might be a little concerned that this person, is not the right person. Yeah. One way of thinking, there's a number of ways of addressing that. Frankly, one is, you know, sometimes the person isn't the right person. And if that's the case, this might be just that one additional element that helps people get realistic about it to help them move into a role that would be better for them. So Mm -hmm. that's a possibility. There's also the possibility that sometimes you get creative about how to apply these geniuses, right? So... Sometimes having someone whose geniuses might, you might think, well, I don't see how this applies in that role, right? But then it could be a huge gift to someone in that role. So, for example, like you might think to be a successful lawyer, I mean, tenacity is super important and, you know, and discernment is super important. So if you get someone whose geniuses are enablement and galvanizing, for example, you might think, well, what is that person even doing here? But then when you start really looking at how it plays out in the team, because you need those roles, right? And I mean, we're talking about business development here, but it also applies for any other kind of project that you're working on.
1: Yeah, this is great. This is great, Anna. So let me ask you this then as we're bringing it to a close. For somebody that's listening and this is something they want to take action on, what are three action steps you'd recommend that they follow to kind of get started on this?
0: So I should be clear, I've gone through the Working Genius uh, certification training, but I'm not like I'm not being paid by them or I don't get any sort of commission, just Mm -hmm. to be clear about that. But you could go to the Six Working Geniuses website and do an assessment. It costs twenty five dollars. And um, it only takes five to 10 minutes. So that's one thing you can do just to get an initial insight. I am more than happy to have a conversation (laughs) with anyone (laughs) who has taken the assessment and wants to discuss how it applies for them. We can have a chat. We can talk about how it applies for you and your team. Great. Another thing to do is start thinking about your your team and what the gaps are, like what isn't really working in terms of the team dynamics. Because when you start looking at that through the lens of the six working geniuses, you start being able to come up with some, some answers, mm. right? Like, oh, this person seems to take a long time to produce, you know, whatever work product they're supposed to produce, okay, well, maybe they have too much wonder. They're spending too much time thinking about it. And that's then something that you can sit down with the person. Like once you start to recognize these patterns, you can sit down with the person and offer some suggestions or find out if that's really what's going on. I mean, this is something I do in my individual coaching, but it's also something that you can do as a leader of a team to assess you know, to help figure out what the gaps are in terms of making people more productive.
1: That's great, Anna. And we're going to put your links and any other links you want us to put on the show notes. So for everybody listening, make sure you go to the show notes where you hear this podcast and you'll be able to also connect with Anna. We'll put her contact information there as well. And so then tell us what are some of the other offerings that you have that you do that you'd like for our listeners to know about, Anna?
0: Well, I work with uh, lawyers individually or as teams on business development and leadership. So we we look at, I mean, it's really all the business development things, right? Figuring out your niche, getting better at pitching, closing the deal, networking. I know a lot of people have challenges around networking for a whole variety of reasons, right? Sometimes people feel like they don't fit in or, I mean, certainly everyone's gotten out of the habit (laughs) of networking (laughs) in person. So, I mean, we talk through the practicalities of it or the big picture questions about like, do I even want this? How do I want to present myself? So I work on all those things with lawyers.
1: Great. Well, Anna, thank you for being a guest again on our show. And I'm looking forward to having you back on here in the near future. And thanks so much for sharing your wisdom with us today.
0: Thank you. My pleasure.
1: Thank you for listening to The Rainmaking Podcast. For more information
0: about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at
1: your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.